Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this marvelous mystical world. I hope that you are able and willing and ready to receive messages from the universe. And if you ask the universe and then just give it a few days, those answers are going to come. It'll be in feelings or thoughts, songs, numbers, angel numbers, words, phrases, and yes, even animals, (laughs) animals, sometimes insects. Um, they all have meanings too. If you go back to, I think it was either season one or season two. I can't remember now. I asked prime creator about all the insects and what do they mean when they show up. Now there's a man over here with a chainsaw. I'm going to try to, uh, get through this and hopefully it won't be terribly loud. He's actually being quite tender with it now. Earlier it was quite loud. I might have to pause this in between. But I did do an episode in which we went over all the different insects and what they could possibly mean when they show up on your windowsill, on your doorstep, inside your house. All kinds of interesting things. So if you want to check that out, You can look up the spiritual meaning of insects, I think is what I named it. Boy, I had to pause that for a couple minutes there. He finally turned it off and put down the chainsaw. (laughs) Step away from the chainsaw. (laughs) It's not that kind of podcast, man. This Literally, I'm watching this guy. He's on the roof of the house he's building. He's actually on a scaffolding, and um, this is two doors down, so hopefully it wasn't too loud for you guys. Oh, now he's got the hammer. Oh, joy. (laughs) Oh, well, this is what I get for doing the podcast in the middle of the day. I'm just trying to get it done so that I can attend Marina Giovanni's retirement party. She's in Australia and that's in three hours, but I've been invited and I bought every program this woman ever put out and she is amazing I just I'm still trying to sort through the information but I wanted to help her celebrate her success and her moving into more of a spiritual realm and so I'm trying to get it done in time but anyway so yeah I wanted you guys to pay attention to the signs from the universe now I've been asking, you know, when am I going to be with my twin flame or give us a sign that we're on our way to being together. And so today, now, usually I get the blackbird by himself doing the harbinger thing, like, I'm trying to get my attention. And, and he told me that somebody that is not terribly close to me is going to die, but it may affect me and I need to do something about it. Well, I've been, this has been an ongoing thing for a couple of weeks. And I told you guys that two days in a row, when I finished drinking my coffee in the bottom of my cup, it said the word Gina. Now I just got, um, 
And, and I thought that meant that maybe my cousin was dying. I don't know. But my, I do know that my friend Gina Marie, God bless her. I love her dearly. She's fine. She's fine. Her sister has cancer. So if you could pray for Gina Marie's sister, I don't know her name. I cannot, I never met her sister. I, we went to college together to university together, Gina and I, and, um, so I don't know if this was a message or not, but it's quite weird. Is it not that I got the word Gina G I N a in my coffee cup two days in a row. And then I got this harbinger of death bird coming over here telling me this is like Ecuador's answer to the Raven or the crow, because we do not have Ravens or crows here. And so God sent me this blackbird and I was like, Oh man, it's a tiny little blackbird. And the last time I got this harbinger over and over and over again was right before my aunt died. My aunt, Margaret, God bless her aunt Maggie. She was my godmother and she just passed away, um, a couple months ago. So that was, uh, quite hard for me because I loved her dearly. In fact, I was thinking if I ever marry my twin flame, I would have loved to have her there at the wedding. And she's literally the first person I thought of besides, you know, obviously my children and my brothers, but I was blown away. Like I really truly wished my auntie could have come to celebrate my love with my beloved. You know, if we ever marry, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. We have to actually physically meet (laughs) in real life and all that. But I have had visions of my wedding and I've had visions of my future with him. And I'm like super excited about it. And I'm like, man, I don't want to lose anybody. I want all my family and friends to at least come out and celebrate with us wherever we decide to do it. If we decide to do it, it's all up to him. I'm very traditional. He's a man. He can ask me when he's interested and then we can decide together. But, <laughs> but, but I, but I was thinking this, these along these lines, um, in the past week or two. And so today this harbinger bird showed up with his mate. They even had a little tiff. It was hilarious. They had a little tiff, a little fight. They raised their beaks to each other, opened their mouths and then kind of touched their beaks once. And then it was all over. And I'm like, okay, so my love and I, maybe we will lock heads for a second, but we're actually going to resolve our differences really quickly. And I thought that was neat. A neat, weird little sign from these little birds of death. (laughs) These little blackbirds. But they weren't telling me the e e message today. They were just kind of hanging out by themselves. And then right after that, I saw this darling little um, finch. I think it's a finch. It was bright gold and yellow. And the top of its head was the orange of a creamsicle. So it was gold and yellow and like orange. And its beak was bright orange. And together as the colors blended, it looked like actual gold. And then he was making some noise and and I chirped back at him. And I tried to match his tone. I am not musically inclined whatsoever. And it takes me a minute to kind of hone in on the notes that I'm hearing. And um, so I was waiting and he came a little closer and he sang his little tune. And I tried to match him in his tune. And then I realized there was a female with him. And she had a little bit more green in her wings, her green um, coloring and a little bits of brown. And but she also looked like gold. So it was like these money birds showed up in my yard and came closer to me and came and they were separate. And then they got on the same uh, branch uh, or same is actually a wooden board that goes out to the fence. 
And then they got closer to each other, closer and closer until they were completely together and they flew off to the right, which means future. And what I, how I interpret it, I just started crying immediately. I'm like, oh man, this means that my guy and I, we're going to get together soon. We're going to make money together, the gold, the money, and we're going to help each other on our paths, building an empire together. And we're going to fly off happily in the distance, the golden lovebirds. That was how I interpreted it. I started crying. I was like, thank you God for the messages, you know? So I got a message that we will resolve all our conflicts easily and happily. And we will always remain. I mean, these birds, they were fighting, but they never left each other's side. They fought a little tiny. It wasn't even anything. It was like, ah, And then they kind of raised their beaks at each other. And then they're like, okay, fine. And then they stepped in line side by side. Conflict resolved in like two seconds. It was like, yes, what a great confirmation. And then the golden birds flying off into the future. Another fantastic confirmation. Um, So as you guys know, I've been um, into augury for years and years as part of my I don't know what my magical self, my witchcraft self. I don't know. I read a book years and years ago called Scottish, um, is it Scottish, uh, witchcraft or something? I think that was what what it was called. It's an excellent book. If you guys are Scottish or interested in this, um, I was interested in anything Celtic related and I even learned the Pictish script. I had a whole diary written in Pictish. (laughs) It was pretty cool. And somebody got it. I mean, somebody stole everything. They bought my uh, storage or, you know, or just, you know, broke the lock and stole everything. I don't know, but I lost everything in storage. And uh, so somebody has this diary written 100% in Pictish script. So I wonder if they got the cipher when they found the book (laughs) and they just watched, you know, read all my musings. I wrote poetry in, in Scottish picked, picked language or Pictish language for, I did it for years just to freaking amuse myself. My brain needs a lot of simulation. So I would do fun things like that just to amuse myself, you know, write in other languages or sometimes I'd write in three different languages at once, you know, Italian, French, you know. Spanish and then, you know, throwing the occasional English word just to be super confusing. <laughs> I swear to God, I will get along with any Moroccan I meet. You know, I could speak in Arabic, English and Spanish with the best of them and French. <laughs> they don't speak as much English, but it's like French and Spanish. And, you know, and I was like, this is going to be fun. And I have a friend in um, Lebanon and he speaks French and English and Arabic. And we are, are always like, you know, yalla, you know, like, yalla, merci beaucoup. Like we're always, I mean, I usually pronounce it better than that, but <laughs> I love my Lebanese friend and God bless him. Hadi Nur is his name, his, his stage name. He is making a name for him as a famous uh, singer as well. He should, when I first heard his voice, he blew my mind. He is so so excellent, excellent, excellent singer. And so he's, I knew him back when he was not well known. And in the Arab world, he is making a humongous name for himself. In fact, he just moved to Morocco. So dear friend, dear, dear friend of mine. And, um, so I, I, I think he's must be thinking about me if I'm bringing him up now. <laughs> it's how it always works. I bet I'll probably hear from him soon, actually. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so weird that I hear uh, from my friend Gina, and I sent her uh, sister all the, um, 
all the possibilities of alternative and supportive healthcare measures she can take to um, get rid of her cancer. If you guys need these, write me, mermaidgirl888 on Instagram, and I will give them away to you free. Um, 100%, I will help you when it comes to that. I cured my own cancer in 21 days. I had 10 tumors on my skin, and even though I still have a couple marks where they used to be, they all just freaking left, and my energy levels returned, and I knew I was cancer-free. 21 days. My my uh, oldest kid had um, tumors under lumps under her skin, and within 21 days, we did the same protocol. Within 21 days, she was also cancer-free, and she's had to cure cancer like two or three times in her body. And she didn't tell me. It was twice she knew she had tumors. She knew it was cancer, and she said, "I'm going to cure this shit. I'm not going to tell my mom." How scary, right? To have a teenage that teenager that was like, "No." I'm not going to tell my mom, don't want to worry her. Oh my God. I was so like, what? But she told me afterwards I had cancer, I had breast cancer and I got rid of it. And so she's like, I need to have certain things. And she's like asking for mushrooms and pomegranate seeds. That's another thing. That's the second time it's come up right in two days. That must be a a seed word. (laughs) Get it. Pomegranate seeds. Anyway, (laughs) that's must be something that means something to someone. And maybe you, maybe me, I don't know. Got to look it up. But, um, so palm de terre came up the other day and that's the apple of the earth. It means potato in French. So pomegranate, palm de terre, pom poms. I don't know. There's some kind of stream of consciousness thing going on there, but uh, yeah. But she had this thing. She had, she she cured her cancer eating specific foods that are extremely high in um, things like zinc and other things that uh, cure cancer. So it was afterwards. She's like, yeah, I no longer have the tumor. She showed it one one though lumped me. And I took her to the doctor and the doctor says, oh no, that's normal, you're fine. She had a huge purple lump. It was the size of a golf ball in her breast above, um, you know, in the upper part. And it looked like, um, it was definitely cancer. My grandma had cancer, that's what it looked like. That's exactly what it fucking looked like. And the doctor said, no, you're fine. What a bitch, I was fucking lied to my kid. Didn't even take a biopsy, didn't even want to go into it or dive into it. She was getting ready to leave for the Philippines for two months and take her little vacation and she didn't want to be bothered by helping my child. So my child, and, and, and I'm like, I don't know what to say about that. We should see a different doctor. And she said, you know what? I'm going to take care of it myself. And she did. She came up with all the different things and in 21 days she was healed from that it came back and we cured it together. Like I had skin cancer and she had that and we, and we cured it within uh, 21 days together. So I do know how to do it. The the recipe is easy. And if you guys need it, um, just write me and I will send you it. Um, noni powder is a huge part of it. So buy noni powder, just take it all the time and you'll be fine. Always. Um, by the way, just someone out there needs to hear this. Um, and, and please continue to pray for not only Gina Marie's sister, but also Leanne, she is an archangel incarnate and her um, twin flame archangel, um, he wrote to me and I gave him the cure and I hope he's doing it, but um, they need help. And if you want to go to her GoFundMe, um, I will also send that to you as well. If you uh, find it in your heart, if God lays it on your heart to do so, just contact me at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram and I will send you all the details. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, pay attention to the signs of the universe. The other thing I was going to talk about today, I had a couple things, uh, topics on my mind. Uh, when friendships 
end when people leave our lives. It's uh, quite interesting uh, when this occurs. This phenomena is something that's been occurring for a couple years for most people. When it's not just relationships like romantic or marriage type relationships are ending or boyfriend, girlfriendy or girlfriendy, girlfriendy, boyfriendy, boyfriendy relationships that are ending, um, actual, just normal friendships. And it's so weird because it's almost easier for relationships to end over things like money or different, uh, opinions. You know, if one's a Republican, one's a Democrat, for example, or if there's, um, you know, so if it's like strong opinions opposite of each other, like God doesn't exist. And the other one's like, I'm going to church now, you know, <laughs> like I'm going to pray for your soul. You know, um, my first marriage broke up because, uh, well, I did meet my second husband and love of my life at that time, but <laughs> you know, he wasn't my twin flame, but he was my main soulmate, my main squeeze as, as they say. But, um, <laughs> but one of the huge components, I would not have left my husband if he had not told me one day, he looked at me point blank. He says, if you ever start believing in God, I'm out of here. I'm going to leave you because I, I started reading the spiritual book that I had. And he says, whoa, whoa. If you ever, he's like, you know that I don't believe in God. And if you ever, ever start believing in God, I, I can't even be with you. I will leave out that door and this marriage will be over. And so it was (laughs) your mouth to God's ears. Apparently I started praying and meditating in secret when he was at work. I didn't want him to know, didn't want the relationship to end. And then I meet my soulmate, my other soulmate. He was a soulmate too, but you know, lesser soulmate. He's only someone who owed me. It was a karmic thing. And I loved him dearly. He was a really good man actually, but, uh, he killed my soulmate in a past life and in this life. So he took my guy away from me in that life. And so my guy came back and took me away from him. So he understood the pain of loss of losing me, um, which is really odd. I I felt guilty until I discovered that's what, what the case was. I'm like, Oh, well, he deserved it. (laughs) You know, uh, he killed him in battle, but in a, um, very dishonest way. So, it, it was a very grave dishonor. Um, it was, he was a British guy who dishonored the protocol that is in war back in those days when you're all on horses and you're getting ready to run at each other. You have to have a gentleman's agreement first, or at least try to achieve one. And then if you can't, you go back to your, you know, each of your front lines and then you go into battle. Well, what happened was he just, um, took out a sword and stabbed my guy and killed him. And that was it. And that was it. And and he stabbed him through the liver. And in this life, my ex-husband had um, liver issues his whole freaking life. Really weird how this shit happens. But anyway, so, um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with this as far as friendships ending, but, um, but no, but actually, yeah, the God thing actually did break up my marriage. <laughs> that was a reason, you know, it wasn't money. We had, we had money. We're both doing really well for ourselves, but, and I was actually in hypnotherapy school at the time. So I was like, Hey, I've got a bright future. And I even had a place to practice in LA for a while. I did that. But, um, so yeah, I, I was, um, so I, I was thinking about this idea today. Uh, somebody contacted me and said, you know, 
the weirdest thing. And I mentioned this last night on the show. He said the weirdest thing happened like this person who was my friend for years, just up and like raised a fuss and we're no longer friends. And it was like, it went to a point of, we can never be friends anymore because of what was said, what was done, what happened. And it was the damnedest thing. Like it was something I never expected came out of the blue and the person left. And so I wanted to touch upon this idea because a lot of people are going through this very thing right now. And if you're one of these people who have in your past gone through it or currently is going through it, I wanted to let you know there's a few things about that that I, I, that I mentioned. I did mention it yesterday, but there are some things that I didn't quite mention. Um, and so basically... As you're moving up in vibration, your friends will feel that on a subconscious level, they will become very aware that you're moving upward and they're staying behind. It might trigger feelings of insecurity, feelings of abandonment, jealousy. It may end up resulting in feelings of inadequacy. So your glow up will create an inadequacy feeling in them because they also might be a procrastinator or lazy. And when you stop being a lazy procrastinator and you're moving on and you're learning about money or you're going to university or you're getting, um, you know, you have new friends coming in and they might feel somehow inadequate, but they're not willing to glow up in matching that energy with you. And so what happens is they can't handle the pressure and create a fight out of nowhere. You know, um, that's one thing that happens. Um, another thing that happens is when you no longer accept your friends using you or abusing you and you suddenly put in energetic boundaries, they will sense it. And if they are someone who's constantly you know, going against your boundaries. And then they say, this friendship is over. It's like, okay, bye. (laughs) Don't let the cosmic door hit you on the ass on the way out. (laughs) You know, I, I've had friends. I, I had friends that lasted, I had friendships that lasted 20, 30 years. I've had friendships. I have one friendship that, I mean, we're barely, we're friends. We hardly talk, but we love each other dearly. If I saw him tomorrow, he would pick me up off the ground and spin me around in a circle. And then he would jump up and down with me and just Elena, 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 like over and over again. I know he would do that because every time I've seen this guy, this is how he reacts. He loves me with all of his heart. We've known each other since we were babies. He was born on August 6th and he waited for 19 days for me to arrive on this planet. Probably the longest days of his life. Just kidding. He was a baby. He didn't know, but we were next door neighbors, Tommy Shellabarger. God bless him. I love him with all my heart. And we, uh, we've been friends for our whole lives. 53 years. That's my longest friendship. (laughs) And he's happily married and he's awesome. He's getting ready to retire and he's considering actually moving to Ecuador. It might may or may not happen. He's looking into other places, other retirement, uh, you know, venues, but, uh, like, yeah, consider it here. This place is awesome. And he's like, all right, I will. I like that tropical beach vibe. Anyway, I'm like, oh yeah, you'll love it. You could also live in the mountains in the colonial, um, area, you know, all the Spanish buildings. 
They're absolutely beautiful. Glad the Spaniards, you know, the conquistadors, they're gone, but the buildings are remaining and they're very pretty up in the mountains in Cuenca. I loved, loved living there. I just, if it wasn't for the long-term altitude sickness that I got, I would still be there actually. I would never have left that city. I thought I was going to live there, die there, be there the rest of my life and force my beautiful twin flame to come live with me <laughs> there. But alas, I'm, I'm staying in Ecuador, but you know, it's uh, one of those things <laughs> where I'm like, I, I don't know. But anyway, so when friendships end, there's a lot more going energetically on behind the scenes. When you put up boundaries and you start loving and accepting yourself and you start treating yourself with self-care and self-love that's another thing people feel and if they're not willing to love themselves the way you love yourself there's sometimes an issue and the issue is you're pointing out to them that they don't love themselves and they take it to mean you don't love them or accept them and sometimes you don't you don't accept that they don't love themselves anymore because you have moved into a different arena energetically and they're not willing to move into that arena with you and that's how it breaks up now now they'll come up with some stupid excuse and it'll be like the dumbest fight ever and then they'll say some of the stupidest shit ever like my uh my dear friend of 20 something years just called me and said yeah don't believe that i haven't been looking at you seeing you low-key internet stalking you and watching you travel the world on some dead man's money how dare you do that and not have your own business and your own job i don't respect that and i'm like just because i am not you know making ten thousand dollars a month and ignoring my kids for 60 hours a week doesn't mean that I'm a bad person and we just it was like but that was too much for me you know I used that money to raise my kids and stay with them and that's what they needed it wasn't about me it never was about me and that was the one that was a line she she crossed and it went too far and I now have boundaries and I couldn't you know I couldn't uh be a part of that anymore. All right. I got a message. I have to, I have to take this. I'm going to pause this for a minute and come right back guys. All right. So I decided to just go ahead and, um, (laughs) upload that little section there without, um, finishing because, I had a problem with this app the other day and I just did not want to lose that. I thought the information was too, too good. (laughs) But suffice to say that when a friendship ends, it wasn't a friendship that was meant to stay. Now, there are some friendships that just will never end forever and ever and ever. Amen. And you've heard this. I know I've said it before. A friend comes into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Sometimes a season is like a season of your life where you guys are single together and then one of you gets married and you know, well, you fall out of place or out of alignment with each other because now one of you wants to do coupley things and one of you wants to be single. That might be one reason for the season. Or maybe it's just someone you know in university and then you kind of lose touch. I have a lot of people in university that I was absolutely close with that I thought we will never part ways, never, ever, ever. And as soon as graduation was over, it's like dude where's my guys where's my gals where did they go i love them so much but 
we all went our separate ways and that's okay. And I have my university friends that have been with me for a lifetime. Uh, my dear friend, Mel, she's, she and I, we were inseparable for so many years and we did lose touch for a number of years. And then we got back together. It was like all tears and apologies for days on end. Just, Oh my God. We were like on video together talking about how our lives had uh, gone. And I had to admit that I married this guy. I was so happy and he ended up being abusive. And she said, all right, so those horrible emails I sent you was from my abusive person. Damn, we had parallel things happen in our lives and then we bonded all over again and we are still friends to this day. We send each other uh, funny cat videos. She's a cat lady. <laughs> she she didn't stop at the starter kit. She actually went on and has several animals. In fact, she has so many, She had I think she has one or two dogs and several cats. And then the raccoons of the neighborhood decided that she's a good animal person to hang out with. And so she's got raccoons. They come in and, and feed uh, on the cat food. And so she's like, all right, y'all get your own bowl. And so, <laughs> so she's got these, these uh, wild raccoons that are also her pets, which I think is just so sweet. She's just like surrounded by animals because she's such a love, lo- such a lovely person. And so it's pretty cool. A very, very cool person. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes people will fall out of alignment with you friendship-wise if they are in a situation that you're not aware of. Um, They get cancer and they're wanting to heal and they can't, you know, bother with the distractions or some other kind of long-term illness or they suddenly have to take care of an ailing parent and their life gets very sad and shrinks to very small and you guys were living large together and now it's just impossible you know sometimes you'll lose touch when it's something behind the scenes you're not aware of and sometimes people um just you know move on sometimes people get a lot of money and they become bigger assholes and you didn't realize they were an asshole when they were a small guppy in the small pond with you and then they you know glow up rich wise but now emotionally or mentally they they can't handle it and they just become just a jerk you know um that can happen as well or maybe you're the jerk <laughs> maybe it happened to you and you gl- glowed up and they they stayed small and they didn't like that you know that kind of thing is weird like an imbalance uh, that suddenly takes place in the relationship in which they're very wealthy. Like my friend, um, she got very wealthy, but we remained friends until she finally admitted to me. She lost all completely all respect for me because I was living off a dead man's money. And I'm like, you mean the death benefits that my, um, husband's, uh, work are so gracious to give me that I money that comes in every month that, that I don't have to work for so that I could take care of my children. Yeah. You bet your sweet ass, I am living off of a dead man's money. (laughs) And that damn ass dead husband of mine, he owed me because our promises we made on our wedding day was that we were going to raise our children together. And he 
was given many opportunities to cure his cancer. He was given alternatives left and right and sideways by everybody he knew, including me. I made the um, Essiac cure for him and he let it go bad in the fridge. I made it again and he let it go bad in the fridge. He, I think one time he left it out in the cabinet and I said, I'm not gonna fucking make it for you anymore. He's like, it tastes bad. I'm like, I don't care. This is what's going to help heal you completely because I love you and your children deserve to have a father, even if you were not getting along. And, you know, I still care about you and, and he didn't care about himself enough. So, I mean, that was how we ended that marriage and friendship. You know, <laughs> he didn't have enough love and respect for himself to um, accept my help. And he had too much pride as a man. That's when I learned what an abuser he was. I didn't, he had never been abusive to me up until that point. And then it started coming out in crazy ways. And it might have been the brain cancer. I don't know. But so there's a multitude of reasons why people will part ways with you. And a lot of times you might not know what's going on. There might be a behind the scenes sort of thing that will bring you, you know, uh, it might be a mystery. You know, you might have this mystery for 10, 20 years. And you might even have this mystery and carry that to your grave. And then you get to heaven and they say, all right, so this other thing happened. I, you know, I went with that guy you told me not to go with and he was an abuser or I went with that woman and she stole everything I owned and I'm so embarrassed I couldn't admit it to you. You know, like it could be something like that that you just are like, whoa, <laughs> mind blown. When we all get back to heaven, we're friends again. It's so funny how that works out, you know, but some things though, you just can't, you know, if someone's judging you harshly, for the way that you're living your life. I mean, she, my, my ex friend, she judged me for deciding to live in a traditional marriage where the man provides everything and that I'm no longer working. But my goal for me was to actually have children and be a mother. That was one of the biggest uh, hurdles or obstacles to finishing this earth 3d video game. <laughs> if you look at it like a video game, I had never had children that I like raised from beginning to end, you know, like from, you know, birth to adulthood ever. Um, I think in one life I did have kids, but the nannies took over. Um, I was wealthy and isolated and my husband was abusive and it was, I think it was somewhere in France and, it, and I think I died early and I didn't get to raise my kids. And, um, you know, I had another one where I was pregnant, but I died while I was pregnant. Um, I starved to death. That was the, when my husband got killed by my, my second husband got killed by my first husband in a past life again in France. I have many lifetimes in France. France is my, France is literally my middle name. Actually, Francis is my middle name. <laughs> I've been there so much, but I had a husband, um, who was in, the French um, military that came over and helped her with Revolutionary War. And so we moved together and we never had kids. I think we were, one of us was unable somehow to have kids. So we just never did. And, and um, I did have one happy life where I had one child, but I have a feeling that we died early and the kid died early. I, I don't remember much past giving birth on a wolfskin rug in the teepee and having a beautiful life with beautiful people. But I don't know like I think maybe some illness took our land or I don't even know. I honestly don't remember what happened in that life, but I don't believe I raised my kid. I had another kid in China 4,000 years ago 
and she was a baby when she died in my arms and I never had another because I carried her to the top of a mountain and prayed and prayed and prayed for healing and instead I died in the snow with my dead baby in my arms totally sad sad story so this for me this was my very first chance at having two children raising them into adulthood making sure that they're happy and healthy and provided for to the best of my ability. I'm not a good mom uh, completely. I'm not a hundred percent perfect. No mom is, I did my level best, my very best, but it's not something I'm familiar with. You know, like when I look at all my past lives, it's like, damn, I wasn't really, (laughs) I didn't have a whole lot of experience in this and I needed that experience and I feel like there's certain basic experiences you choose for yourself as you lay out all your lifetimes and then you begin on this 3d earth plane and uh, one of them for me is one of my final things like my friend said there's three great imposters that we need to uh, accomplish before we leave the planet and one of them is fame and one of them is wealth. And I forgot what he said. The third one was, I'll have to look it up. Let me, I'm going to pause this for a minute and look it up. It's so interesting that he said this. Okay. I found it. Uh, my friend Kyle, he told me that I think you'll be wealthy and famous power, fame, and money are the three great imposters that we have to master. We have to master before entering the gates of heaven. It's fine to have them, but to be detached from them and not be ruled by them is best. Loving union, honesty, and happiness is where it's at in whatever format. Friendships, love relationships, and business ships. So I thought that was one of the coolest uh, things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, power is the third one. So power, fame, and money. And um, I have power, but it's funny because I have like power over things like if a dog is being really... Uh, like aggressive towards me. I now have a power to stop him in his tracks with pure and divine love. I've done it several times. Um, I've through the grace of God was able to stop and start storms. Like when we needed rain and I've been able to, um, utilize the help of, uh, fairies to stop machines that were harming the environment. (laughs) Um, I've been able to pray to God and, and the tsunami was stopped like a month or so ago. So (laughs) I don't know if that's the kind of power he means. I think he means power over others. I don't want power over others. Um, I'm actually, um, not interested in that. I was like, why would I want to have power? Like, you know, I have power over my own mind and thoughts and life. That's cool. That's good enough, but I don't really need power over other people. I mean, who wants that? It's weird. I, you know, and, and speaking of power, and so I thought that was interesting, but yeah, so fame, I'm on my way to that, uh, money, I'm on my way to that, uh, power, uh, maybe to some extent I might be on my way to that too. It might be, you know, the trifold <laughs> before entering the gates of heaven. And these are things that I chose for myself at this point, um, to have it's coming. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be awesome. Some of it having the money is going to be amazing. I keep thinking about what am I going to do, you know, when I have the ability to make decisions based on having a lot of money? I'm thinking there's a, I might, I might find the poorest community in Ecuador and, and build up a little clinic and get the doctors without borders, um, and, you know, into it and, and get a couple volunteers to run the clinic and 
I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I think that might be something. So anyway, speaking of power, um, we're going to talk about the war for a quick second. We're not going to go into the horrors of war because, you know, fuck that. But, you know, war is stupid. It's, it's good for nothing. But uh, according to the Ukrainian ambassador, Russian troops gave up yesterday. They gave up. They did not know that they were brought to the Ukraine to randomly kill people without any provocation, without any reason for the war at all. So there was, um, this happened dailycoast.com is where I found this article and these people are protesting. It says we choose Europe, not Russia. And yeah, I mean, why would a Slav want to fight against a Slav when there's no reason to fight? There's never been a reason to fight. And, uh, so I thought this was a very interesting, I, prayed, uh, with a group of people on Ty Lopez's discord today. It was, I mean, spontaneous prayer literally broke out. I mean, we were saying the Lord's prayer together. Like they would say a line. I would say a line. They would say a line. I would say it was really strange to see that on a money-making discord (laughs) on a cryptocurrency discord. But everywhere I go, apparently I'm affecting people in a spiritual way now. And that's maybe the power or influence over others, but in a positive way. And I, I talked to some people about loving themselves and forgiving themselves. And, and, uh, I thought it was one of the most powerful moments. And I was humbled before the power of this, not my own power, but you know, the power of God that works through me. And, um, the Ukrainian ambassador said that a Russian platoon has surrendered to the Ukrainian forces. Um, this, I guess this happened yesterday. So they didn't know they were being brought to the Ukraine to kill Ukrainians. And in the press briefing, Markarova said, just before I came here, we got information from our chief commander that one of the platoons of the 74th motorized brigade from Kemerovo Oblast surrendered. So, uh, she added, they didn't know they were here to, they were brought to the Ukraine to kill Ukrainians. They thought they were doing something else there. So Makarova said that the combat spirit of the Ukrainian military is high Slavs killing Slavs. Were they told they were going on a peacekeeping mission or were they expecting they would be greeted with flowers? Anti-war protesters have broken out or protests have broken out in a number of cities across Russia. Of course they are, because this is stupid. This is so stupid. Even the categories, right? Right, knowledge? War is stupid, right? Yeah, she's giving me kitty kisses. You guys can't see. Oh, I wish you could see her face. Such a sweet little furry love. How you doing, girl? Hmm? She just finished her long afternoon nap because homegirl here went outside. I told her I need to get milk at the neighbor's. Did she want to go get herself a little snack and she did immediately she caught a lizard and she started meowing at me like what do we do because she knew I was on my way to get milk and she wanted to go with me because she likes to walk with me like a dog will walk you know next to the master's side although I'm 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 the slave you know in the relationship clearly I'm not (laughs) the master because she's a cat (laughs) but I um I told her just go upstairs honey you go eat your you go eat your uh your takeout snack upstairs and so she carried the lizard into the into the our bedroom i have not been in there i'm sure there's little bitty lizard toes and tails she never eats the tail she told me mentally it's bitter 
<laughs> oh my god it's just some of the stuff that comes out of this cat's mind <laughs> but she says she doesn't eat the lizard tails because they don't taste very good they're very bitter i thought that was odd <laughs> i'm not gonna taste it i'm not gonna find out i mean hey i'm gonna just believe the cat when she tells me that she's like i don't like the tails i'm like all right fine and, and her other cat companion friend, he he's left lizard tails on my doorstep. And apparently cats just don't like to eat the lizard tails. I, you know, geckos, lizards, whatever, iguanas, they're just not tasty for kittens or cats. Anyway, so yeah, it was like funny. She was like racing up the stairs, meow, 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 with a lizard in her mouth. Her mouth and, and she ran into the bedroom and murderized it, ate it. That was her takeout. She, she went out for food today and I went out for milk. <laughs> oh goodness we're we're a pair for sure but i'm glad that she came right back in the house and she was a good girl today and i'm proud of my knowledge raven spell for understanding you know definitely for understanding but uh anyway yeah so yeah the great three great imposters you have to master before you get into heaven's crazy right i've been like you know hey add you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all else will be added unto you, right? That's been my approach to this whole wealth and abundance thing. It's like, well, let me go for the God thing first. It's easier. It's within me. I don't need any special equipment. I just need my heart and my mind and my ability to focus and just feel love. And that's what I'm working on. And so that's how I'm arriving at it. <laughs> anyway, um, and of course, I said France earlier. Now I just got from Variety breaking news. France's Caesar Award winners were announced. So France. So there we go. Another France. I wonder if there's another France on my. That might be for some of you. That might be a word or a place that you need to go to. Uh, a French colonial living on $1,000 per month, according to Kathleen Pettigord of uh, International Living. So I just so I got two emails in relationship to France and French today. Um, very, very interesting, uh, very interesting. So got another thing that says JT Fox, F-O-X-X. Today I was thinking about, um, wonder if I should change my name to Fox with two X's like Red Fox did because it might be better for me, um, energetically. And I was just kind of tossing the idea around and here it is that name right here. It's so so weird um so pay attention to the signs of the universe and be aware that when friendships end it there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that you cannot decipher in the beginning and you might not be able to decipher ever and sometimes it makes no damned sense but just realize that everything is going to be the way it's going to be it's the way it's meant to be and like i said a season a reason or a lifetime and some friendships are lifetime. Some, some are just for a reason. Like you, you're friends for like a week and you help each other out on something. You give them a piece of advice or information that blows their world wide open. And now they can move on into something better for themselves. Like I've met people and they had a conversation over the course of an hour and thought for sure we're going to be fast friends forever. And I never heard from them again. You know, it's just cause, Oh, I was there to help them with something. And they actually complimented me on something, you know, and, and made me feel good about something that I was wondering about, you know, how's my hair look today type of thing. You know, sometimes it's just that simple. Now I've walked up to strangers in malls and said, you know, I don't know if anyone told you today, but that color is fabulous on you. It brings out your eyes and 
you look very beautiful in, in this color. And anyway, that's all I had to say. And I've had like people break down and cry and hug me when I've said stuff like that to them. Like, I can't believe you said that. I was feeling so low about myself today and I really needed to hear it. I told an, a Grammy award winning musician once that I could feel her channeling the great spirit through her Native American flute music and that she should never stop. She should keep it up and that the great spirit will reward her when the time is right. And I think I further said that the, her love of her life is on, on uh, their way to her and it's going to be to do with her music. I think I told her something like that. She burst into tears and did the same thing, hugged me and just said, Oh my God. <laughs> but I am a messenger after all archangels are messengers, whether we're incarnate or, you know, <laughs> out, you know, in our angelic form from the other dimensions. It's what I've done my whole life. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to um, help change and, and, you know, people's lives for the better. But anyway, so those, that's just, those are the thoughts I had today for the introduction. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's time for our earth changes report and our weekly weird world news. And by the way, we were praying for the Ukraine, the situation, the tension there. We are praying for Yemen. We we're praying for the Palestinians. We we're praying for all the people of earth. And I got all the people on this discord chat to pray, to pray for all the people on earth. And I helped them work out why we should love everybody no matter what. And these are people that are just in the general population from all over the world. They're not in the spiritual way, not listening to the podcast, although they might be now. So welcome, welcome. If you're new, when you came from that discord chat, I did tell people the name of my podcast, but people are like, wow, this is really cool information. A few people said, you're really powerful. Your energy is powerful. And the way you think is powerful. And I'm like, yeah, all right. So maybe I do have that power thing down. I don't know, but it's power through God only not through wanting power over other people. I never want that. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just telling you guys, there's something afoot, something afoot. Uh, as far as the energy shifting and changing this Russian troops giving up immediately. Like, you know what? We're sorry. We didn't, we're not here to kill you. What? We don't, we don't have any reason to do this. I mean, I'm telling you guys, the fifth dimensional energy is just taking hold like this. <laughs> and it's all part of the divine master plan. I just got two emails in a row within one minute of each other. Well, no, actually within nine minutes of each other. And they both say the name Amanda. That might mean something to some of you. And um, just quick other words in these sentences. End and loved. End and loved. Loved and and loved. I don't know. And believes. So um, that might mean something to some of you. <laughs> freedom is something else that's come up a couple times. Free freedom. Francis. I think Francis might mean free. Actually, the word France itself means free. The name means free freedom. The freedom is my middle name. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to take a quick break guys. And then we're going to get into the changes report and the weekly weird world news right after this. 
itty bitty musical ditty. guys so uh we're gonna turn to watchers.news as a website and we are lucky because either the person who writes this website is a little lazy this week or maybe not a lot went on let's hope it is the latter we didn't even have to go to page two we're just going to page one only so i don't know what that means but i could speculate that maybe if this is true, this is the only natural disasters that happened is taking up less than a full page. Maybe, just maybe, our prayers are working and people's consciousnesses uh, are raising up. And the Armageddon portion of our, <laughs> of our life cycle is not going to be as bad. You know, we can always change it with our minds. You know, apocalypse is upon us. And what that means is the renting of the veil where everyone will start to see things that they didn't see before on a spiritual level. Armageddon means the ending of the old world and the beginning of the new world. And so we are also in Armageddon. Um, Case in point, Russia attacking the Ukraine. I was actually shown years ago before actually I think it was the first week I was with it was it was the first week I moved in 4th of July weekend 1997 yeah that's it that yeah that's definitely it so 4th of July weekend 1997 I was given a um a dream in which my holy guardian angel took me and we were flying over the entire earth and the skies were red and filled with smoke over the Atlantic Ocean, and the ocean itself was red with blood. The whole ocean in this one section. There was like islands off the coast of, um, which I could only think was like the Euro- you know, Eastern Bloc Europe. It was like the northern part of Europe. And the Arc my archangel or my holy guardian angel actually think not an archangel but an actual angel angel Uh, archangels are a little bit like one step below angels anyway my holy guardian angel said there will be a time in which brother fights against brother and so i saw the whole seas were were filled with blood were red the skies were red with fire and there was smoke in the sky I always hoped that that would be avoided, that war, or, you know. And there was something about competing for resources was also part of the dream, but then um, that might be part of it as well. But thinking about that dream tonight gives me the chills a little bit because literally the Russians are fighting the Ukrainians. It's Slavic people fighting Slavic people. That is the very definition of brother will fight against brother. So I am quite actually saddened by this, that I had a dream about it, saw it. But, you know, you can't, it's like you can't do anything about it, really. I mean, what am I supposed to call 
the heads of state say, don't go to war. And then they go, Ooh, what a great idea. We should go to war. <laughs> you know, um, I knew Chris Farley was going to die. I mean, I've, I have these visions of things and I just, is like no one, like, they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to believe me. So what the hell can you do? You know, um, if I called Chris Farley up and said, I see you, um, overdosing accidentally in a bar in New York city and dying in your hotel room that night, he probably would have thought I was a crackpot and he would have done the same thing that he did anyway and died anyway. You know, um, I saw him in a, on an interview. I was talking, I was sitting there with my first husband. We were still married and happy and everything's great. We never actually went south. Actually, he was a great guy all, all the way around. But, um, I remember watching this late night talk show and it was just an interview show. It's just a very simple set. It's just like two chairs. It was almost like between two ferns, but not hilarious and, and super overly insulting. And, you know, it wasn't Zach Galifianakis. It was, <laughs> it was just, um, oh God, I can't remember the guy's name right at this very second, but he had white hair and big bushy black eyebrows. He's probably still doing this maybe quite possibly, but he was, um, interviewing Chris Farley and I was like, oh my God. And at the time, my husband, he was like, what? I'm like, you don't see his aura. And he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm like, he's, he's going to die. And I mean, like soon, like, and I think I gave him a, like three to four months. This guy's dead. I, I mean, I mean more, <clears throat> not more than six months though. That within six months, this guy is a goner. I could see it in his aura. It was like dark, dark gray. He's like, how can you see that? I can't see it. I'm like, I don't know. I've been given the ability to see when people are going to die ever since my first near death experience. And I remember seeing uh, right after I got out of the hospital, the first time when I first saw this, I saw a man, a very old man walking and he was really skinny and he was coughing. So it was kind of obvious he was sick, but, um, I just saw his aura was so gray. And I remember looking at my boyfriend at the time, he was never believed anything I said, but I said, see that guy over there? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, he's dead within two months. He's like, how the hell do you know? I'm like, since I died the other day, I did. I was like, I, you know, I had a near death experience and literally died in the emergency room. This happened to me a couple times uh, when my asthma was out of control before they created drugs that would prevent asthma. Uh, all we had back then is just rescue inhalers. But, um, now I have preventative and thank you God I'm fine. But I was just looking at this guy and I remember looking at my boyfriend. I'm like, he's gone within two months. I can see his aura is great. He's, he's getting ready to die. It happened when I looked in the mirror right before I died, my aura looked the same. So then my boyfriend didn't really believe me, of course, because he's a narcissistic dick bag. But anyway, he went in to pay. We were at the gas station and where we saw the guy and he went in to pay for the gas he just put in his car. And I was going to walk over there and ask him to get me a, a Snapple or something. And I was like walking over there to get my iced tea. And the freakiest shit happened. A, a pigeon came flying as fast as it could and slammed into the side of the, um, uh, I don't know. It was like an overhead thing. It was, it was like a roof over the gas pump. So you guys know what I'm talking about, but I don't know what to call it really. Like it, it wasn't an awning. It was, you know, solid. 
you know, it was all lit up and everything. And this pigeon fell and landed directly, like almost fell onto my feet, like directly in front of me. And I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And without even thinking, I picked it up and I held it and I looked into its eyes and it died in my hands. My boyfriend comes back out of the convenience part after paying, you know, getting, I think he got us drinks and he, you know, paid for the thing and comes back with our stuff. And he's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm holding this pigeon while it dies in my arms. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, apparently I'm surrounded by death now. And so I told him, apparently I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm surrounded by death now. I think that was like in 1995 when that happened. <laughs> I mean, this is before I even knew I was the archangel of death. So it was like kind of a whole thing. It was like, whoa totally one of those moments like oh shit but um it many birds have died in my hands since then actually it's happened even when I was in Guatemala there was a bird hopping around like crazy just hopping and hopping and hopping like trying to get my attention and knocking on the window and I came outside and I and I'm like what do you want and I sat down and hopped into my lap and died in my in my arms um I've had insects just fly into my house couldn't wait to get near me and just then they get on me or near me and then they just like they're flatlined um this kind of shit's been happening to me my whole life it's so weird and somebody told me that it's it's kind of a psychic gift it's kind of um it's a witchery witchery gift as well like um some families just have the death touch or the (laughs) or the i don't know what it is but things that are dying a sense that you're going to comfort them in those moments of need and that hour of need and they'll flock with you so that you can give them love and comfort in that final moment i remember after the bird died in my arms in guatemala um all the tropical birds came flying around me they all wanted to be near me they were like we really love her she's very compassionate and very kind and it was that kind of an energy like I couldn't really hear the birds are saying I mean I probably could have telepaths with them but I didn't think at the time to do it but I remember thinking these birds are looking at me weird like with a side eye (laughs) you know like a little bit different than you know before when they just completely ignored me it was very odd anyway so we're all this stuff is leading us up to the ascension of course and so when I see that there's not as much stuff going on in the world I think well maybe it's given me a little bit of hope. Maybe it's false hope. Maybe it's real hope. <laughs> I hope it's real. Uh, that, you know, maybe we're learning our lessons more rapidly than we expected we would. And we won't need as many natural disasters. So the Armageddon won't be as bad. Maybe. We'll see what happens next week. Maybe it'll get worse. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to pray for those who need it. Uh, we're going to open our love and compassion and learn more about giving love to people in the world and that's what this show is about every friday all right so let's start with watchers.news watching the world evolve and transform bright fireball over houston texas was spotted on the 18th of february this bright fireball streaked through the night sky over houston the american meteor society received 15 reports and two videos about the event so that's pretty cool it's beautiful it's kind of a turquoisey color 
And uh, there was a record number of power outages as Storm Eunice begins to bring extremely strong winds to the UK. Now this is like long past since this is like last week, like last, uh, like a week ago. So Storm Eunice passed over Ireland and the UK on Friday and Saturday of last weekend. And it continued over northern France, Benelux, Denmark, Poland, Germany, and other northern European countries. Eunice sparked the first ever red weather alert. So even though we have less individual stories, it's it's heating up. Strong eruption at Etna. Aviation color code was raised red. There's another red. <laughs> All right. So this is the second paroxysm at Etna in 2022. This is, of course, in Italy. Strong strombolian activity was seen with ash clouds moving towards the southeast. And I mean, the ash cloud cover of map here is, is massive. So I guess let's send love and light to the people of the UK and Ireland. Um, and I hope that they're all okay. It didn't mention any deaths, but let's just send them love and light and energy of, um, warmth. I hope everyone has enough blankets and things to keep warm with the power outage and they don't have a way to heat their house. Maybe I don't know if they, they use gas over there. Um, you know, like in a furnace or if it's just uh, electric heating, probably a little bit of both depending on what your uh, situation is, but let's send them love and light and warmth energy to the people of Italy. They're probably avoiding it anyway, like the plague, but let's send them uh, love and light. And the idea to wear a mask because, you know, we're wearing the mask for the virus, but we should do, we should do when we're near um, volcanoes for sure, because volcanoes are... Um, breathing that ash in is just no fun, especially with asthma or if you have any kind of, you know, predisposition to problems with your lungs. My God, it's, it's not, not a good thing. All right. Petropolis landslide death toll has risen in Brazil to 152 people with 120 people still missing. Now we talked about this last week, the number of fatalities caused by floods and landslides in the city of Petropolis since the 15th had been risen to 152 people on the 20th, five days later. And 120, 120 people still are missing. 200 have been injured. 856 have been displaced because obviously the land slid over their homes. So let's send them love and light to Brazil. That is really horrible. And I hope they can recover fast. Let's say prayers for the people who lost um, their dearly departed ones. Uh, very dangerous tropical cyclone Mnati E-M-N-A-T-E I mean T-I Mnati Mnati M I'm naughty <laughs> Mnati I don't even know how to I'm not saying this right but anyway Mnati like enemy I don't know E-M-N-A-T-I Mnati I don't know it's very odd anyway this is going to make landfall over Madagascar it probably already has. Uh, this is the fifth named tropical cyclone storm of the 2021 and 2022 Southwest Indian Ocean cyclone season. Amnity is forecast to make landfall over southeastern Madagascar on the 22nd. So this has already happened like four days ago. And they were thinking it was going to be an intense tropical cyclone. So we're going to see probably a couple articles from now 
if that happened and what, what happened as a result. There was a shallow magnitude 6.3 earthquake that hit Balany Islands region in the Southern Ocean. Um, where's the Southern Ocean? Have you guys ever, ever heard of that? I've never heard of a Southern Ocean. Like, can you be more vague? <laughs> That's really where I don't even know where the Balany Islands are. I swear to God, I've hopped a timeline and these places aren't where I'm from. The agency reported a depth of 10 point or 10 kilometers or 6.2 miles. That's uh, according to G- USGS. They said it was magnitude 6.3, but EMSC also said uh, M63 or 6.3, magnitude 6.3. But they said it's a depth of 40 kilometers or 25 miles. So they were in disagreement on the depth, but both agreed that it was a 6.3. So let's send love and light to the people that may or may not be living on Balany Islands. And hopefully they've recovered from this. That's kind of, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. 6.3, that's fairly big earthquake. In Argentina, there was a magnitude 6.0 earthquake that hit, um, okay, it's spelled J-U-J-U-Y. I'm thinking it's Huhui. And this is an intermediate depth, um, magnitude 6.0. And they reported a depth of 150 miles or 242 kilometers. EMSC reported it as a magnitude 6.0 as well. But they thought it was 231 kilometers or 143 miles. So they thought it was a little bit more shallow. So let's send love and light to the people. Oh, this is, um, it's in Argentina, but it's south of Bolivia. It's in between Uruguay. I mean, I'm sorry, Paraguay and Chile. So, all right, now I get a feel for that is. I'm like, well, that looked like it's in Peru. But no, yeah, Peru's a little bit north of there, so... Yeah, let's send love and light to the people of Argentina and just south of Bolivia. Hopefully it didn't affect people in Bolivia. People in Bolivia are extremely poor and they're very, very interesting from what I've heard about them, uh, about their culture. So they live in such a dry desert condition. It's, it's surprising that people live there at all, but I've heard it's also very beautiful there. So anyway, let's send love and light to Argentina and move on. Back-to-back large-scale storms, record, uh, record-breaking low temperatures were expected in the United States. In the eastern half of the U.S., this large storm was meant was supposed to be impacting also on the 22nd of February. Oh, by the way, yeah, on 2-2-2-2022. <laughs> I mean, there's something about that day, right? There was snow and ice in the upper Mississippi Valley and the Great Lakes. Oh, I've actually been there. I've been to the upper Mississippi Valley. I've actually been to the headwaters in Mississippi where the Mississippi River got started. I had to hike 18 miles in with my classmates when we were in high school. One of the coolest trips I've ever been on in my whole life. I'll never forget it. I'm so happy I went, even though I was so sore. I think I slept for three days afterwards straight. (laughs) It was hard. It was hard to go that far. Oh, my gosh. So, um... Yeah, this is in this this storm is expected or was expected to go into northern New England with having uh, heavy rain and severe storms from the lower Mississippi Valley all the way to Ohio and Tennessee valleys. So like the whole entire length of the Mississippi River, which is one of the biggest rivers in the United States. So if not the biggest, I think it might be the actual biggest, though. 
MNT did make landfall over Madagascar. It was the fourth tropical cyclone in a month. Uh, it made landfall on the southern po- portion of Madagascar. The winds were up to 135 kilometers per hour or 84 miles per hour, made it a Category 1 hurricane equivalent on the Saffir-Simpson scale. MNT was the fifth named storm of the 2021 and 2022 Southwest region season, I guess. Uh, research stream. So let's send love and light to the people of Madagascar and the animals as well. Um, all right. So, yeah. And let's send love and light and warmth. Let's send warm energy to all the people in the United States and all the people in Madagascar because, and also all the people in the UK, by the way, I, I keep waiting to get that extra article about that. Cause it always, there's always like a secondary article. Research shows the jet stream is moving northwards. The winter jet stream increased by 8%. According to the National Oceanography Center, the new research by them and Icarus presented seasonal to decadal variations in northern hemisphere jet stream latitude and speed over land. This is um, to affect Eurasia as well as North America and the oceanic regions, North Atlantic and North Pacific regions for, um, for this period. I don't know. Then it goes on. If you want to read the rest of the articles, I'm just telling you the first couple sentences and the headlines. This is according to watchers.news. You could click on each of these that I'm reading and it'll take you to a whole page. It's like, like it's a, like a 10 minute read for each. So if you, by the way, that's where you go to get them. Winter storm bringing ice to the central U.S. shifting to the mid-Atlantic. A significant winter storm will bring snow and ice from the southern plains to the Ohio Valley through Thursday night, February 24th. So that's like a couple days ago. With heavy snow from the for the northeast U.S. on Thursday night through Friday, basically. So yesterday through today. Freezing rains and sleet ongoing from north Texas and it looked like I'm looking at this. Um, yeah, through North Texas, and it looks like um, should I better call my brother? That looks like New Mexico as well. I'm looking on this map over here. All right, well, love and light to everyone in, in that area of the United States. Um, energy prices have skyrocketed after Russia attacks Ukraine. So here we go. Uh, the world evolving and transforming normally is about earth changes. And here we go. Uh, we're talking about the war again. Um, the gas and oil prices in Europe have skyrocketed after Russia attacked Ukraine on Thursday, early in the morning, uh, stock markets around the world tumbled amid rising concerns. while. The euro plunged to the lowest level against the dollar since June 2020. That just sucks, dude. I've got stocks. I just put $1,000 in the stock market more than what I had. And I just took such a, it's such a huge, I lost a lot of money. It better damn well come back up, man. It's so heartbreaking when this happens. A strong and shallow 6.2 magnitude earthquake and numerous aftershocks have hit West Sumatra in Indonesia. Um, the agency is reporting a depth of 12.3 kilometers or 7.6 miles. 
the EMSC and BMKG are both reporting magnitude 6.2 at a depth of 10 kilometers or 6.2 miles. So really similar. Let's send love and light to Sumatra. They have excellent coffee. They make excellent coffee over there, by the way. The Sumatran monsoon season winds like mellow the beans, just perfect. It's ugh, really, really. I was just literally telling somebody yesterday about the Sumatran coffee. If you live in the United States, go to Trader Joe's immediately. Get yourself some Sumatra coffee and thank me li- later. I know it's two or three dollars more than the other coffees, but I kid you not, it has a better flavor. It's more mellow and just. It's deep and rich, but also a mellow. It's a nice blend. It's really, a, I love, I'm a coffee snob. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, that's the best coffee in the U.S. Except for Thanksgiving coffee and also the San Francisco coffee company that comes in the bright cobalt blue bag from Costco. Oh my God. That coffee just, uh I mean... You know, these coffees are probably the reason I live where coffee grows now. (laughs) All right. So, by the way, let's go back to Russia and Ukraine. I do want to say a prayer for um, everybody in Europe. Let's, um, Let's pray that not only the gas prices get back and the oil prices get back and that the monetary stuff comes back, but let's also pray that people's cars and their energy that they're using in their homes stretches out to three times more than usual. Amen. And let's send love and light to the people of West Sumatra and Indonesia. Um, hopefully they're okay. The numerous aftershocks. I mean, that's emotionally just, it it rattles the bones. It rattles the nerves. So let's send them love and light and and, into all the places where there've been earthquakes. Let's just say a blanket love and light to all the people in earthquake regions right now in Australia major floods of torrential rainfall continue falling over Queensland a slow-moving pressure system is producing very heavy rains in parts of Queensland Australia some areas have received more than 700 millimeters or 27 inches over the past three days widespread floods have reached major levels in parts of the state and it says how many lives it's claimed, but then it cut off, so I don't know. Let's send love and light to the people who have lost family members or who still have people missing. Let's send love and light to all the people of Queensland, Australia, that they can recover from this rainfall as they have recovered from all the other reporting, uh, weather we've been reporting over the past couple years. People in Australia, you guys are tough as hell. (laughs) You have a lot of shit going on over there. So just keep trying to heal the land. Let's send love and light and sunshine energy to Australia. Let's just keep trying to heal the land over there, guys. Eventually, the stuff will calm down, maybe, if we can do it. Now, at least 24 people are dead or missing after heavy rains have hit Tariha in Bolivia. Heavy rains affecting the Tariha Department of Southeast Bolivia over the past couple days caused severe flash floods. So now this is like just um, north of that earthquake we mentioned the other day. So there's some weird energy going on over there. Let's send all the people of the region love and light and calm energy so that things can calm down. So over the past couple days, uh, there were severe flash floods. It caused uh, four people to lose their lives and 20 are remaining missing right now. Heavy rain started late falling, I mean falling late in February 20th 
and it caused the Eta Euro stream to hit. That's, I guess, like a weather pattern. So in Bolivia, let's send them sunshine, love, and light. And I mean, I'm looking at this picture. This, these, these streets are made of absolute red clay. There's like nothing else to it. Like there's not, you can't grow anything in that soil except for corn. I think that's a staple food there actually. Oh man, let's just send a lot of love to the Bolivian people. Um, and let's say, say prayers for the families who have dearly departed ones. Um, increased seismicity at Mount Ontake alert level was raised in Japan. Increased seismicity detected under Mount Ontake this week forced the Jap- the Japan Meteorological Agency, or the JMA, to raise the volcano's alert level from 1 to 2. This is the highest it's been since August 21st, 2017. The last eruption of this volcano did take place in 2014. It was a very powerful event, so let's send them love and light, calm energy to the volcano in Japan, and that's it for watchers.news, believe it or not. I mean, usually we have a lot more going on, but thank God we don't. It's enough. I mean, really, it's enough. Now we're going to go over to the mirror.co.uk. We're going to see if we can't grab a couple weird headlines or funny headlines and laugh ourselves silly and pat ourselves on the back that we did a good deed and prayed for people that we don't even know around the world. We have extenuated love and our compassion. And that's always a good thing that helps you as well as helps others. So win, win, win all the way around. Um, this one was really funny. Um, I saw this one earlier team dogs. (laughs) My mom refuses to walk my dog. She says his name is too embarrassing. (laughs) When I first saw that, the first thing I thought was, Oh, I used to know a dog named shithead. (laughs) Maybe it's something like that. Hey, shithead, come here, shithead, you know? It's such a horrible thing to name a dog. Oh, dogs don't deserve that kind of abuse constantly. Well, that's his name. Oh my God. Stop abusing your dog, dude. Give him a normal name like Rufus or some shit. But this woman, uh, as kind of a joke, named her dog Wolf because the dog was always barking when he was, you know, he's still a puppy. And the mom can't walk him because he, you know, come here, Wolf. Wolf, come here. Woof now, woof, woof, no. <laughs> she says it's too embarrassing, like to yell at him. Woof, put that down. Woof, woof. <laughs> it makes it sound like she's just out of her fucking mind. <laughs> I thought that was freaking hilarious. It's brilliant and so funny. And yeah, there's no way in hell I'd want to walk that dog either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um,. Let's see. Some of these some of these headlines are supposed to be weird news. Aren't that weird? Um, a ghost hunter was left gasping for air after being strangled by a spirit in home of a 1980s icon. I'm going to pause this for a second and see who, who is the icon. Oh, guys, this is such a scary story. So Guy is the name of the guy. <laughs> who uh, was strangled while he, was, he started talking. He felt his windpipe being choked and he like started clutching at his throat before rushing out of the attic. And uh, the ghosts, they were in this um, person's house 
and um, like literally they they were there's these ghost hunters and they saw that this was happening their friend they're like whoever's doing that step away please you don't have permission step away step away from Barry Barry guy and he was clutching his throat he was like like just something grabbed his actual windpipe inside his throat that's creepy as hell um, he said he thought he was going to effing die. He was like, that effing scared the shit out of me. I couldn't get breath in. That's what scared me. I thought I was going to die. I actually thought I was going to die. He was really scared. Well, thank God. You know, he's okay. This is a uh, 1980s pop icon, Toya Wilcox. This is at her property. So she was like, you know, get this damn ghost out of my life. Um, they're trying to speak of the ghost named George, who they believed to be a soldier that fought during the English Civil War in the 1600s. So, I guess they had different values back then. They just walked around choking people randomly. I mean, hey, maybe in the 1600s that's considered a handshake or a marriage proposal. <laughs> I don't even know. This was a... Ian, Ian Shaw and Jane Harris were the other people. They set up a special REM recording device in the home of Pershore, Worcestershire, Worcestershire. I don't know how exactly to say that, but just like the sauce. <laughs> um, that's creepy. That is really creepy. I have heard of injuries, obviously, um, with people, you know, on ghost hunting missions. Ooh, it's, uh, it's quite scary. Um, yep. Well, this is a fun, heartwarming story. A woman is held hostage, (laughs) held hostage by a stalker swan who stops her from leaving home. And she says, my life is a joke. Swans are so beautiful, but boy, they could be bastards. <laughs> they could be quite freaking mean. And this, I mean, this swan is like in her doorway. It looks like she's opening her door and he's just walking on in. Like swans could be very territorial. And so I could see this totally happening. I've, I've heard of people being um, unable to go to work because a bear was laying on their back porch. I mean, sometimes animals just prevent us from going somewhere, but you know, maybe Maybe God has some that something to do with that. Like maybe, just maybe those animals are holding you there for a reason. And maybe because you need more rest that day. Or maybe because there's something that would have happened. Maybe we're going to die needlessly in a car accident. It wasn't your time. So the moose comes and lays on your porch. The bear comes, lays on your porch. The swan comes and holds you hostage. <laughs> it won't let you leave your home. But apparently the swan's doing this every day. So he's just being... I don't know what she should put a leash on him and take him everywhere with her, but probably that won't work either. Swans can be mean like ducks or or geese, especially they can be mean. Like when they go after you, they, they pinch when they bite and doesn't hurt that much, but it's shocking when it happens. And it's like, it does hurt, but I mean, it doesn't break the skin, but it's still, it's a pinch is a pinch, dude. Ooh. Um, Oh, let's see. Uh, fierce fighting. Uh, my boyfriend is 32 years old or older than me. People think he's my dad, but the sex is great. That's weird. I guess that is weird news. It's, it's not the kind of weird we're looking for, but 
I mean, you know, it's possible. I had a friend whose father was, um, 96 years old and had a 46 year old girlfriend, (laughs) but I mean, he was native American and I mean, native American men are hot no matter how old they get. I think in my opinion, personally, just, Ooh, daddy, they're so beautiful. But, uh, yeah, my, my friend who told me this, he, he, um, he's actually, they were descendants from Geronimo and my friend looked just like Geronimo, like exactly like him. It was weird. He's like, there's a picture, there's a picture of my great, great, I think it's a great, 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 or great, great grandfather. And he's standing right next to him. I'm like, oh my God, you're like your twins. He's like, yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. Right. I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, that's. I mean, hey, you know, you know, you guys, uh, men can father babies into their 90s as long as they can thrust those hips, baby. <laughs> and, you know, even if they have to take a little blue pill, I mean, they can father children their whole lives. Men have that strange luxury, you know. So, hey, sometimes the sex is great. Maybe it takes them that long to, to took this guy that long to be that good in bed. And so he had to find himself a younger woman. That's that's cool. Good for him more power to him, you know? So, um, let's see here. A woman transformed her 120 year old house on a budget and she added a grass wall and a disco space. That sounds really cool. Actually, that sounds really fun. This one's creepy. Explorers see dead prisoners faces in chilling haunted prison that saw several murders. That is creepy as fuck. A place like that really does need to be saged out and all of those spirits need to be released directly to hell, probably, but that's not, that's not my call. A rare one pound coin sells for 125 pounds on eBay because it looks like a fried egg. Wow. You know, for $125, you could have 125 fried eggs. <laughs> you know, for one pound, you could have, you know, like six eggs, probably. I don't know how much eggs cost in the in the UK, but I mean, here, I mean, God, like, I think they're like five or ten cents for one egg here. I think they're five cents, actually, five cents an egg. But I mean, every time I leave the house, there's like the chickens in the street everywhere and roosters a rooster followed me home today i went next door to get some milk and followed me home and it was like er, 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 er. <laughs> you know it's it's roosters jobs to warn people when the archangel of death is near so i mean if i'm near roosters if i'm close enough to them i don't get any sleep like ever i used to live in guatemala in a little hostel it, like in a very rural area like it was just man everything was dirt dirt floors like in, in where my bedroom was it wasn't dirt floor but even in the bathroom was like you know it was it was the bathroom well I had to go across a dirt road to get to the bathroom I mean it was pretty rustic <laughs> and this this damn rooster would fly up and stare at me through the window and like from the moment it woke up for hours later and I was like oh my god he's bothering me again and I mentioned it and that night we had the best chicken and <laughs> fried chicken. And at the end, he says, how did you like your friend? And I'm like, what? He's like, I couldn't let him bother you anymore. That's you're my guest. And I'm like, oh, my God, I felt so guilty. I was like, oh, my God, I was so heart sick. But then at the same time, I was like, damn, you're really good at making that chicken. That was a good chicken. But man, 
and yesterday, or no, earlier today, when I made the first half of the show, um, I had paused it, and what I forgot to mention, you guys, was the lady next door actually killed one of those chickens, and or I think one of the roosters, because I heard it like, Rawr! you know? Like, she literally, she killed it in the backyard. She has a little stump out there. I never knew that's what she's doing with that stump. I didn't think about it, like, what's that for? But uh, I heard her myrtleize a chicken, and, and it was like I would paused the show Something happened and I paused the show for a minute. Maybe I went to the bathroom or did something with the cat. And and then that's when she broke that chicken's neck. And I could hear it. I could hear it dying. And I felt the energy of it dying. And I was like, oh, my God. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Oh, God, the poor baby. But it started to, right before it died, too, because it's near me, the archangel of death. I'm like, oh, my God. It's such a scene. There's so many birds die. This is like the whole theme for tonight's show is dead bird. I'm so sorry. I can't help it. The whole freaking death thing. It just follows me. <laughs> oh my God. Um, my Yorkshire terrier is so stupid. <laughs> he is costing me a fortune in vet bills. I'm going to pause this and go see what that one's about. Oh my God. Because he won't stop weeing on anthills. <laughs> Oh my god. So the dog keeps peeing on ants because he's allergic to ants and then the ants come out and sting him. <laughs> and he's allergic to them so he ends up at the doctor because he's an accident prone pooch. Oh my god. He's like my dog's so <laughs> He says <laughs> the owner says I love him but he's the stupidest dog to ever exist. I've never had a dog this dumb oh and it's a picture of the dog like underneath the covers and and the dog is just looking all sad and it says this dog loves to pee on anthills oh poor baby oh man that's so sad he says he also has gotten in trouble peeing on spiky bushes and on creatures that will hurt him <laughs> Oh my god, that is so lame. Oh my god, he's had to pull splinters out of his dog's testicles. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, I can't come into work today because I'm pulling I'm pulling the spikes out of my dog's testicles. <laughs> oh shit. Oh god, you guys. That would be the funniest and best reason not to go to work. <laughs> oh my god, if you ever need an excuse, I just gave it to you. <laughs> the owner says, I'm just worried for his safety at this point. <laughs> Get it, point. <laughs> He also constantly jumps off of things that he shouldn't, and he only weighs five pounds, and he's, or he weighs five pounds, he sprains his legs a lot by jumping off of things he shouldn't. He's like, I turn away for five seconds, and he's trying to hurt himself in some dumb way. (laughs) I'm just losing my shit over this. This is too funny. (laughs) He loves to eat plastic. 
<laughs> I've had to shove my fingers down his throat to stop him from choking more times than I can count. <laughs> what the fuck did this guy do to deserve this dumbass dog, this karmic little lovable fluff of... <laughs> Oh my god, this dog is so cute. He's a little fluffarama, but he is. Oh, oh my god. He's had broken bones that he had to heal. He had to be locked in a tiny kennel for five years straight before I got him, he said. Because he was abused, but. And, and he's just. Oh, the poor little baby. Let's just send this little dog love and light. It is so, so sad and so hilarious. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <clears throat> oh, they, they've taken the dog to a trainer and, and the dog is just too dumb to get it. He's just, they've had no luck training him, poor baby. He's just dumb. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Uh, we have, we also have stairs to prevent him jumping off of stuff, but he still jumps. Oh my God. So like jumping off the bed, he's hurt himself. He's very clumsy also. Oh my God. And one user said, not going to lie. I laughed at the mental image of your dog peeing on an anthill. <laughs> oh, the poor little kid. Oh, little baby dog. It's so sad and hilarious all at once. Oh man. Oh, oh! I'm really sad for him at the same time. It's just like, oh my god! <laughs> he's gonna win, you know. When you go to heaven and you start telling stories about your animals, he's gonna win the contest, the most pathetic animal contest. His dog is gonna die, and he's gonna be like, "Shut up, Jim." <laughs> I don't want anyone to know that I was a dumb dog. I'm normal again. Poor little thing. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let me look for another one here. Oh, God, I got this story for you. This one's a shit kicker. (laughs) Dad told his kids we'll need therapy after he accidentally gifts them with porn sweets. (laughs) Okay, so his dad is very embarrassed. He stopped off, uh, well, on vacation in Benidorm. He wanted to go get some candy, saw a candy shop, so he wanted to buy a bag of uh, candy for each of his his three boys. (laughs) And his boys are 13 years old and um, two 10-year-olds, I guess they're twins, and he went to um, Costa Blanca, and uh, he went to uh, this candy shop. He thought it was like the Spanish equivalent for Haribo, you know, like gummy bear. It was like a gummy bear shop kind of thing. And he wasn't paying attention to what these things look like. And so his uh, teenage boy and preteen boys were given... Uh, pornography sweets. Uh, the sweets were in fact not appropriate. The article says for the youngsters as they were very X rated with each bag boasting a colorful assortment of erect penises, (laughs) sperm cells, vaginas, (laughs) 
and pairs of bum cheeks and breasts. And now I'm looking at this one. It looks like a cock ring. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's hilarious. I mean, this is like something you don't have, like, for what? I don't know. Uh sex party a, a funny gift to give your friend um maybe a bachelorette party <laughs> oh my god x-rated sweets he he was mortified he was 47 years old he was like oh my god but he and his wife helen um who's 43 years old they had a good laugh about it the oldest child pointed out the blunder when he opened up the candy and the dad quickly gathered them all up to avoid a crisis before the youngest children started asking questions. Oh, shit. Safe to say the sweets, which James claims tasted vile. (laughs) It ended up in the bin, so he, he went to this candy shop called Diana, and they were displayed around waist height, and they were around normal normal candy, so he didn't think to inspect the shape of the candy. Oh my God, how embarrassing. Holy moly. But he took pictures of it because he did a LinkedIn post denouncing himself as a terrible dad. <laughs> he didn't recognize his error earlier then. And oh my God. Oh, so he gives his kids rude treats. Oh God. He says, well, it was a big parenting fail on my part, but we made light of it. <laughs> Damn. Oh my God. Yeah, it looks just like a normal candy store. They're showing here the candy shop, Diana. Um, it was just like one little tiny section among the other things. So <clears throat> that's, uh, that's crazy. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, be careful what you eat when you're buying yourself some treats and maybe they're sweet, but <laughs> make sure they don't make you say eek. <laughs> I could not finish that poem. It was spontaneous. Sorry, it was bad poetry. That's all part of the weird news experience. Hold on. Let me look for another article for us. Oh my God, you guys, new mom is disappointed after paying 104 pounds for a tattoo of her daughter's handprint. <laughs> oh man, this is really weird. Like this person did not have a steady, um, tattoo artist way at all in the hands all squiggly, like along the edge of the fingers. It's really, really squiggly, man. That sucks. And, and she had like the, the name of the, her daughter underneath the handprint. And it was, the name was beautiful, but I don't think he did it. Probably someone else had done that tattoo before. Oh God, be careful when you guys go out there and get tattoos. And I've been thinking about getting another two or three tattoos. Actually, it, it's always on my mind. It's like, oh, I want another tattoo. Um, you guys got to be really, really careful when you get a tattoo done because you got to see the work that the people have done. And you got to make sure that they're not drinking. My first tattoo, the guy was drinking, but he wasn't that drunk when he did it. But he had been smoking weed. He had been drinking. It's like, dude, go to a sober tattoo artist, you know, get lit with him after the tattoo's over. (laughs) You know, I don't know why I always end up hanging out with my tattoo artists afterwards. Um, I've always made friends with tattoo artists, so it's kind of, it's kind of cool. But yeah, that's nuts. Like that is, um... (laughs) That was a terrible tattoo. Oh, I'm so sad for her. I mean, she, you you could start over. You could get it done, you know, start over again. 
A woman learned her boss had been spying on her at work. After an awkward text message, <laughs> she said something about eating the expensive food. And so he looked in the CCTV footage and found out that, you know, even though they're allowed to eat food at the restaurant, she was eating the tiramisu. And that goes, that's a big ticket item. <laughs> and she doesn't care. I wouldn't either. I mean, you know, a tiramisu is, you know, tiramisu. <laughs> I I had a, you guys, I had a boss that told me I could eat as much candy as I wanted in a candy store. Oh my God. I was a kid in a candy store. I mean, seriously, I was a teenager and I was told I could eat whatever I want. I could bring home whatever I want. And, and the goal of the boss was nobody would like to eat candy after like the first week. So he thinks he's only going to lose a little bit and then that's it. But he did not know just how many pounds of chocolate I could pack away in a week. <laughs> I, I was making so, I had so much chocolate. I was bringing massive, like, oh, here, mom, here's a pound of chocolate here. You know, saying to my boyfriend, here's a pound of, he's like, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm like, good, more for me. <laughs> oh man, I could eat a lot of chocolate. I mean, we're talking six, $7 a pound. And that was like way back, like when I was 19. So 30 something years ago. Oh, I love chocolate. So yeah. Um, I fed my niece meat against her mom's wishes. I won't force her to be vegan. Well, that's, you know, that's a debatable thing. If the, if the kid wants to be vegan, then, you know, you've got to make sure you got to honor that. But if she doesn't really want to be, and her mom's forcing her to be vegan, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Just give the person what the person wants to eat. That's why I look at it. friends were warned they would regret their choice after getting matching holiday tattoos. Speaking of tattoos, go pause this and go check out this article. Okay. So apparently this guy has a nickname on his TikTok. Very good. Very nice. And he is in Tenerife. And so the, the, so he talks people into getting the same tattoo over and over again. It says Tenerife. Very good. Very nice. 2022. (laughs) Oh, and some people are believing these people are going to like, you know, live to regret the ink. I don't think that's actually not a bad tattoo. It's not as bad as the daughter's hand. (laughs) That was pretty bad. Oh God. I'm so sorry for this lady. It's just, oh man. It looks like a hand is like moving. It looks like cartoon hand is like moving and squiggly. I don't know. Ugh, it's really a bad one, but this isn't bad. They just, they're happy. These people are drunk singing happily. Very good. Very nice with a very good, very nice man. I don't know. They're, they were happy with it. I wouldn't be a, that, that's not a bad tattoo to have. I mean, Hey, it's, it's a fun memory and you got it with your friends and it's kind of cool that you all have it at Fanabe beach in the Playa de Americas, uh, resort where they went, the tourists, uh, go to this guy. He's famous and he's a very good, very nice guy. And he like, that's his, his catchphrase. So that's the, <laughs> but in a way it's like an advertisement for him, but Hey, you know what? Why not? It's kind of cool. You guys, seriously, if I become an Ecuadorian citizen, my goal is to get um, the catchphrase for the country of Ecuador, which is ama la vida. It means love the life. 
and I love it. And I told someone I was going to get a tattoo that said that, and she laughed at me and said, I'm going to regret it. And I'm like, I still don't regret it. I've wanted this tattoo for like three or four years. If I, I'm going to get like the condor, <laughs> the bird of death, <laughs> the bird of, you know, it's, it's not a bird of prey. It's a, it's a bird that eats dead things. I mean, it's perfect for me as an archangel of death, but that's what's on the flag of Ecuador. And then I'm going to say, I'm a Levita. <laughs> I just realized how ironic that is. Oh. <laughs> but that's my goal. And I'm just going to have it there on my left arm. And that's what I want to do. I think that's what I want. <laughs> just because it's just a cool flag. I like the flag. I love this country. If I become an Ecuadorian, I'm going to earn that damn tattoo. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was banned from Tinder after I shared photos of myself as a clown. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my God. I can't even read the article. This is too much. This is the end. That is the end. That is the living end. That is the end of the show. That is the end of the week. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Stick a fork in me, baby. I'm done. This is too funny. I was banned from Tinder. After I shared photos of myself as a clown. Okay, look, nobody likes a fucking clown. Why don't people get this? Why don't clowns get that? I'm just kidding. Some clowns are cool. And these, this this clown is actually, this is a kind of cute clown. She's got turquoise and, and pink hair. Super, super cute. But I used to, I worked with the clown guys who worked with Barnum and Bailey Circus. And when she was at the circus, she like worked, you know, um, we did medical insurance billing. Okay. <laughs> Very boring kind of office work. And she would come to work sometimes with her floppy shoes <laughs> and she would just like be wearing like her normal dress, but then she'd wear the floppy shoes. Sometimes she'd wear the nose <laughs> and sometimes she would run around the office spring silly string on all the executives trees and <laughs> in their offices and I loved her she was so fucking fun I loved her so much she was a clown I wasn't afraid of but she didn't wear the makeup to work so I think it's the makeup that freaks people out because we can't make out the face and we're just like no we don't what the hell does this person really look like they could like commit a heinous crime take off the makeup and we're never gonna find them I mean I think that's a scary thing and you know, there have been some famous, infamous clowns in history that actually murdered people from town to town while traveling with the circus. There's a reason why we're terrified of these fuckers. I mean, there's really a reason for it. Oh, good God. I just don't do that on Tinder, man. No one's going to want to date you anyway. And I can't believe they banned her, though. Well, there it is. Say la vie. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Metaphysical Soul Speaks podcast. Please tell your friends. And by the way, thank you, Big Deke Energy. <laughs> I don't know your name. We've been talking for days. He just gave me a, or she, I don't even know, actually. Well, this person just gave me $44.44 in my Zelle account, which is mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com so thank you so much i was really that made my day that actually made my week so thank you the angel number was so appreciated anyway i love you guys um i hope you have a great weekend i'll be back on monday with all unique and original programming just like always until then i'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace Thank you.
Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.